0: Hey y'all, it's Billy and Christy. And we are back once again with the 12 Days of Front Porchmas 2021 edition. And today we are talking about the fifth day of Front Porchmas.
1: Yes.
0: And today we are going to talk about the Nightcracker.
1: Oh, shoot, I thought we were gonna talk about five golden rings.
0: Oh, well, we could, but we already have. Oh, okay. And that was comedy gold, I'm sure. <laughs> Would you like it if I gave you five golden rings? Sure. What if they were like magic rings and night rings you could wear? <gasps>
1: Like, um,
0: like you put them Sean together Sheep? and put them on, um, from the movie, those are different type of magic ring that oh. I'm thinking about, okay. but I think you have to have 10 of those.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: Or you're only half powered.
1: Oh, well, I would take yeah. half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I love, I love the Nutcracker. I have this vivid, beautiful memory of my grandmother taking me to see it in our mm. local theater and there. That is just such a, a treasured memory for me. I I just remember it was just she and I. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I I couldn't give you a guess of how old I was. My guess is I was probably around Callie's age now. Okay. So I probably was too young to fully appreciate it, except for that I would have appreciated the beauty of it, and it was uh, it. It really was just spectacular.
0: Well, and grandma time special.
1: It really is. And,
0: and now you have that precious memory, to, yeah. to remember at the time. And there's a lot of things in life that at the time, as you're a kid growing up, yeah, you don't really think much about, but later on, you're like, yeah. oh,
1: yeah, we dressed up the whole nine yards. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's something really magical about doing something like that, like you said with your grandmother, but also very special time of year. And she always was great about making things special, so. With as bad as my memory is. This is actually quite a treat that I remember that. <laughs> that
0: means that it was an extra, extra special time.
1: I think so. I definitely think so. Have you ever seen it?
0: No. Okay. I have never seen it.
1: And no interest?
0: Um, I don't know. if I think I might watch it. Uh-huh. I think I'd rather go. I think you can watch it on TV.
1: I, I do feel like and there's a streaming, streaming network that has it.
0: Yeah, that has it. And maybe last Christmas I thought, oh, I think I should watch that or watch it with the kids mm-hmm. just to say I have. Yeah. But I don't know if you'll get the full magic. Right. Of it. Right. With that. I am a little bit familiar with some of the music from it. Sure. Because uh, it's a little bit more popular, I sure. guess. And, uh, But my extent of knowledge about the Nutcracker goes back to when I was a kid. Okay. And my parents had a nutcracker, and it was used to uh, crack nuts, pecans, and walnuts primarily. Uh And it was metal. Oh. And if you looked at it, it looked like um, somebody in the factory putting pliers together really messed up. Okay. Because, like, the top is where the fulcrum Uh is, and you uh put the nut in and you squeeze it. Uh, But I don't think that's the type of nutcracker we're talking about
1: no but my dad's parents had some had something like that as well but theirs was a wood carved dish is that what we call it and then it had a special spot to put the nutcracker and then maybe even had like this pick in it it was like a set
0: okay i've seen those yeah I've seen those. I think we have, sometimes there was like a, a wood type bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have pecans and nuts uh-huh. or walnuts, like the whole ones in yes. there, and then the metal nutcracker just kind of laid in there. I see. But I don't know that we had those around all the time.
1: Yeah, and as I think about it now, as an adult with messy children, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know that that was like a great plan because what do you do when you crack it? You've got all these these shards and and then you have to pick out
0: all the stuff so you can eat it. It really is a lot of work. Yes. For something that
1: that. I don't really love just raw. Like if I'm going to have a pecan, I want it salted or in a pie. Okay. So yeah. Retrospect. Isn't that funny?
0: (laughs) All right. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit, Miss Historian, about the Nutcracker?
1: Well, it started in Russia.
0: Started in Russia. Yeah,
1: I was just mentioning to you that I wish I had remembered to ask my mom if they had seen it. They they went over to that area before COVID hit, and she forced my father to do a couple of cultural things, as he would say, meaning they went and saw the ballet, and they went to a couple of museums. That's not apparently up to his speed. Okay. Probably a very expensive nap for him, but uh, I should have asked her if they saw that, or maybe they saw Swan like I don't feel like I should know it, but it's too deep in the cobweb of my brain. So, but I think that it's probably one of the most beautiful ballets that I've ever seen. Not to say I've seen a lot of them, but it tells this beautiful story of a girl and uh, kind of just her little adventures. I assume a decent amount of it is meant to be kind of her dreaming about some circumstances because you've got mice, as soldiers, etc. So there's certainly some fantasy there.
0: You said there's mice in the ballet? Yes. So is this like Cinderella? Mm. Do they they help her dance?
1: I think so. I, I see oh, really? that really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh but they are like people dressed as mice.
0: Right. Okay. I, I get that. You're not gonna <laughs> I doubt even if you could train mice to do ballet. I see. They're going to be so small on the stage that nobody's going to be able to see We'd them. We'd have to get our
1: opera glasses or something like that. Yes. And they, even then?
0: Yeah, even that it wouldn't work. Okay.
1: All right. Well, it is thought to be one of the original holiday shows, meaning it really was designed and created to be a holiday show. It was meant for Christmas time. And that's something special, especially given what we're talking about over the last uh few days this idea of christmas that it maybe is performed at other times of the year but i really don't know of hearing about it performed at other times of the year
0: i don't think so either yeah. most of the time when i hear about it it is around the christmas season when you see advertisements for nutcracker or uh, ballet companies more local ones doing it yes i think the the moscow ballet is a traveling
1: mm-hmm. do
0: they or they do some touring yeah. and they take it on the road
1: yeah Well, and that's thought to be one of the best ballet companies in the world, or was anyway. I don't know that I'm up to date on my ballet anymore, but some of the key characters, you have Clara. She's sort of the star of the show, I guess, and then uh, a part of the story, you've got Sugar Plum Fairy, you've got a prince, and uh, the Nutcracker Prince, so you've got a couple of different important people, but probably the star of the show is the music, uh, Tchaikovsky, he is gonna be the guy that creates the score for it. And like you said, there's some of those songs that you know. I, would you associate them with the Nutcracker, or do you just know them when you hear them? Like, oh, I know that song. I
0: think I know that they're from the Nutcracker.
1: Which is like really the, special. Isn't
0: it the dance of the sugar plum fairy?
1: I think is so. That's one yeah. of the songs from mm-hmm.
0: that. And and there's a couple of others that I know are from the Nutcracker. Okay. But if you ask me to do the dance moves. I would not.
1: (laughs) I feel like we should try to make that happen.
0: You know, if we watch it, I would be willing to uh, attempt it. Okay. But if you just ask me to pull it out right now, I I would fail.
1: (laughs) The, The hardship for me, as you mentioned, oh, we should probably watch, or you should watch that with the kids. I think with our recent history of showing our kids like things from our childhood or older movies or shows, I'm not sure it would work. Okay. It might not, but this is a classic type thing
0: that's still modern in some ways.
1: Well... It's still performed. It's right. it's around the world, and you mentioned Moscow taking it on the road, but there's also all these other smaller companies around the world. Uh, I think that it is performed in New York as well to you know holiday crowds, and I, I think that's part of its enduring success. The date that I found, as far as when it was originally uh, performed, I guess uh, created and performed, was 1892. So you get a sense of it's been around a long time more than 100 years and it actually did not leave russia per se as far as seeing it other places until 1934 where it went to britain and then 10 years later it made it over to the us and with that i mean it really took off as far as it being a worldwide phenomenon
0: okay uh, recap that timeline for okay. me real quick. Okay. I, I was trying to look up something else, and I know there's a delay. So when did it start?
1: 1892.
0: 1892 in Russia. Moscow. And then when? And when did it leave?
1: Well, it started leave meaning it, well, it go, uh, go went outside of okay. Russia. 18. Or excuse me, 1934 went to Britain. So 1892
0: to 1934. Yeah. That's a significant period. Well, it's not like
1: they would have had some way to record it and send it. Like, have you seen this? Right. It wouldn't have been... Well, and plus, I mean, given the nature of that particular culture, and I shouldn't say that particular culture, it just would have been very... I don't know nationalistic that it would have been important that they yes that. okay
0: i get that particularly when we're looking at that time frame frame in history yes yes, to yes where yes. it's not yes touring and going over today if somebody created that they're probably going to try to take it worldwide yes, yes they're going to sell the, the rights yeah okay and then when did it come to the united states came
1: to the united states in uh
0: 1944 so that's like 50-ish years yeah. or close to 50 years
1: yeah. After the original. And then what I found was that in 1954, it is going to hit New York City. So when it first came to the U.S. in 44, it's in San Francisco. And 54 is when it hits New York. And historians say this is when it really kind of went worldwide. Which, again, I think that makes sense to us as Americans, that when it hits a New York City stage, that, all right, now you've really made it. So
0: Okay. Is that um, for other things, too? Is like New York— the epicenter. If something comes to New York, that's when it's deemed that it's it's made it worldwide.
1: I, I certainly can't speak for sure, but I would so, think so based. Or at least on,
0: coming from other countries, maybe.
1: yeah, other cultures. That's gonna be that's gonna be the big time when it hits the American stage in New York City. That's gonna tell you, oh, okay, you've made it. So I would think that certainly would be the case. And it's really quite impressive to me because it's if you've ever seen it. It's not the most elaborate set design, and I'm definitely not meaning to put it down. I'm just saying in terms of it going on tour, we're not talking about 10 different 18-wheelers having to follow the, the cast and crew from city to city. It's not that kind of a set. It's minimalistic in terms of you're really focusing on the dancers and the music.
0: Okay, so very simple set. I, yes. I actually like that idea. I know. It,
1: it makes a lot of sense.
0: I like to be simplistic when I can. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's not distracting.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had thought to look it up to know if in Moscow, especially in those earliest years, if they had a theater that was just for the Nutcracker. Because we certainly see that in other areas of the world, that there are theaters that are just dedicated to one particular show well broadway right they've got they it's not like they break the set every night so that the next morning you've got another play coming on the stage right. so my guess is that that's very possible that in Moscow they had a particular theater for the Nutcracker, but i don't I don't know that to be true
0: okay, and I do find that a little unique mm. in some ways and and again, that's not really a world that I live in, sure, but when I think about things that I do know bands mm-hmm. they're going to. Pull into a city, yeah. With some of them, multiple eighteen wheelers for the stage, the sound, light show, any you know backdrops or whatever. And then when the show's over, they tear it down and they go into the next city. Yeah. Whereas yeah. for a number of these ballet type things or Broadway, the expectation is you're coming to us.
1: Yeah, when yeah.
0: Occasionally you'll see some where they'll tour around, mm-hmm. but I don't really see that a lot. And it may be before and I just hadn't noticed. And then COVID kind of put a a damper on a (laughs) number of those things.
1: Yeah, I think that it would be incredibly special to see in person, especially if you're so inclined to love classical music. If you are particularly a fan of ballet or something in that particular genre, I would think it would be especially just poignant for you to be able to experience it for yourself. But I I do wonder if it's one of those things that will we continue in a hundred years? Will people be really intrigued by the ballet and they look forward to all year long going to the Nutcracker at Christmas time? I'm just not really sure, but it's pretty impressive Mm -hmm. that it has survived this long and has spread to be this worldwide phenomenon. Cause we say Nutcracker and I imagine that Most people of a certain age would know what that is.
0: Right. They either will think of the ballet or they may think of the red uniform doll or wooden figure that a lot of people pull out for Christmas. Oh,
1: sure, sure, sure. Which actually we have, and it is painted to look like the Nutcracker in the ballet.
0: We have that. Yes. Is it out? Uh, no <laughs> okay i was about to say i don't no. remember seeing that but i do i do actually now yeah. that i just said that out loud because yeah. when i was putting coat, up the boxes uh-huh. i saw that it was still in yeah. the box yeah That's we have me.
1: it's not that we have limited real estate but i am not one to over decorate i probably do but i i don't know there's some some things that i pull out every year and then go nope not feeling it this year so i put it back up
0: okay for us it it is probably over decorated for a lot of people it's probably extremely minimalistic yes yes because some people go crazy yes so yeah that's interesting just to think about and will in 50 years 100 years i think is the one number you threw out will people still want to Mm -hmm. go see it but it's lasted this long right so there is something about that, but I think as culture and societies have shifted away from certain yeah. things, I'm not sure. Will it just be a small segment and it's hanging on for those mm-hmm. individuals or will maybe there'll be a resurgence?
1: I hope so. I actually would love that. This yeah. is going
0: to shock some people.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And uh, I, it shouldn't shock you. Okay. I see your face every time I say something on the podcast that this is going <laughs> to shock some people, but you know, we have a lot of listeners that don't you know are not entwined into our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. or you know they just get one aspect of us I'm actually a fan of ballet you are yes okay and we have have seen some or some ballet performances I don't know that we've gone to a full ballet show I don't know what they call them like the nightcracker. <laughs> okay a full ballet performance mm-hmm. that all of it is tied together in one story but we've uh-huh. been to a number of Dance exhibitions and Mm -hmm. competitions and other things to where they will have these shorter ballet performances. Mm -hmm. And some of them are very moving. Right. I mean, I'm not going to name any right now, but I remember one that I I may have almost cried at. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with that just because of the movement and the the music and everything. So hopefully there will be some sort of resurgence. I think I would enjoy it a little bit more than some of the other things that we've gone to as of late in the last few years because I'm assuming at the ballet, there's not as many people watching it through their phone.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that would be a big no-no.
0: Definitely. Yeah. With that.
1: I think just the physicality, the grace, the... Ability to move and not fall, and to be so—I just—I don't know. That's part of what's so amazing to me about ballet is that's more than just oh, that's really pretty. That is excruciating training, years of buffeting your body to the extent that yes. you are. There is no one like you, and I—I I really do appreciate the effort that's put into ballet that do we do anything that is quite I mean I shouldn't say that but I do I, I have a lot of respect for ballet dancers
0: and I don't know much about that world but I hope that they're considered athletes
1: oh goodness because yes.
0: of the training of uh, the time the effort that they have to put into mm-hmm. to, I bet those are some strong people too. yeah
1: well and you look not
0: just with the lifts and stuff but sure. to be able to hold your body insert, yes. and certainly get up on your toes yes and I bet they're muscular and lean, muscular, but.
1: Yes. Yeah. It would be a particular style of (laughs) work ethic that I don't know that we see in just everyday life for sure.
0: It's it's real dedication. Yeah. Would it shock you that I uh, know a ballet dancer by name?
1: Who do you know? I mean,
0: I don't know him personally, but I can give you a name. Parishnikov. There you go. And
1: why do you know that?
0: Um, I really don't know because I—he's the only male ballet dancer that I have ever heard of. Oh, okay. He is Russian. Yes. And I believe he danced in a Nutcracker or choreographed one at at one point in time. Okay. So there well, you go. Well, good I'm job. just full of all kinds of surprises. You today. are.
1: You are. I should not be surprised by you these days, and yet somehow
0: I, I am what you would call. And we don't talk about this much on the podcast. We don't talk about this much oh, in the boy. real world anymore. I am a true Renaissance man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're We're right. We're just going to leave it at that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So
0: you're really shocked that I knew Brushnikov? No. No. And I may have seen him dance on a TV show or something. Potentially. Not dancing with the stars because I've never seen that. But <laughs> like on some kind of special or mm-hmm. maybe he was on the Today Show. And, you know, I have I have seen snippets of the Nightcracker, mm-hmm. to where there's a bigger celebrate Christmas celebration or holiday celebration, mm-hmm. one of those specials on network TV mm-hmm. and they will have, or maybe in like the Macy's oh, sure. parade or yeah. something. So I've seen little snippets mm-hmm. of it, but I, I couldn't really tell you what it's about.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that it's a beautiful holiday tradition that I think It's really remarkable that it has stood the test of time, has come across the ocean, has uh, become what we all know, we recognize, Nutcracker. And as far as I know, we have held true to the original. I mean, so often we take the approach of, oh, we can better this or let's modernize it.
0: Okay. That's pretty impressive. I think so. too, think Particularly how long it's lasted. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's some minor changes sure. here and there based upon the cast of dancers mm-hmm. and what they can do. You may have to change a little bit of the choreography, mm-hmm. but I assume pretty much it's always the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. To, to tell that story. What if we did this? Okay. That we started maybe a new tradition in our family. Okay. During the holiday season, the Christmas holiday season, mm-hmm. that we watch the Nutcracker as a family.
1: Can we watch it once to make sure you really want to commit to that?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying we we may try it. Okay. So we need to watch it once. Yeah. So sometime over before Christmas, over this uh, holiday break, while we're all out of school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'll stream it. Okay. And no no devices, nothing. We're all going to enjoy the moment. <laughs> and if you're not going to enjoy the moment, you get to sit there and watch it anyway. There and let's done. just see how it works. Yeah. and if it we if it works, we'll add that to our Christmas traditions.
1: Okay. I'm down with that. Okay.
0: Uh what other songs would be in the uh nutcracker?
1: Oh heavens, I don't know. I it's not like they're sung. Right. So, I really I don't know. Uh you've got Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy which you mentioned. Um I honestly don't know that I would know um, the, the information that I pulled up. You've got uh, Dove of Peace, which I assume is the name of a song, um, but I actually couldn't swear on that. So I'm very sorry. I don't I don't have names of songs for you.
0: Okay. Now, Do you? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you what. I just pulled up something online. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure what language it is written. In oh boy, okay. for me to be able to tell. Oh, here's some English titles. Here okay, we are. so it looks like there's a couple of acts in this ballet. Okay, there's a miniature overture. Mm-hmm. One of them that's just called scene. It's, okay, and in parentheses it says the Christmas tree. Okay, March, also March of the toy soldiers. Uh huh. Children's gallop and dance of the parents. Hmm. So this may be more of the, the scenes, not necessarily what the songs are called. Okay. With that um, dance scene, arrival of Drosselmeyer.
1: Okay. Scene
0: in Grandfather Waltz, scene in the battle. So this doesn't really give me the songs. It just tells me what the scenes are.
1: Yeah. Um, a quick search. You've got the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. Um, March... The Nutcracker Ballet, Waltz of the Flowers, I'm seeing that one over and over, and Grandfather's Dance. But beyond that, I'm not seeing something that gives me a really good list of it. Right. So
0: We probably should have done that before we started.
1: Well, I had no idea you would have wanted to know Tchaikovsky's greatest hits.
0: Well, the only one that really comes to mind is Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. And I was just wondering if there were others that we might know the names of. Sure. There probably are snippets of what they danced to that were like, oh, that's from the Nutcracker, Mm -hmm. but not the actual names of it. Uh, I also looking here that in 1952, the Les Brown Big Band recorded a version of the Nutcracker Suite. Oh. And in 1960, Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn composed jazz interpretations of pieces from uh, this score.
1: Oh, that would be really nice to Yeah, we're going to
0: gonna have to go looking for that. Okay. Uh, 1960 Shorty Rogers released The Swinging Nightcracker, again featuring jazz interpretations of this. There is a boogie piano arrangement of some of the songs. <laughs> okay. came out in 1962. That's interesting. Um, I think Trans-Siberian Orchestra Mm-hmm. Had played some of the music. Now they've interpreted sure. it a little bit different, but I think with their whole Christmas Eve and other stories or whatever the name of that album is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that may be where I may be more familiar with some okay. of the extra oh, things. Sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. Uh,
0: from that, uh, I wonder if there's like a a heavy metal version. <laughs> If not there suite. should be. If not, that'd give me something to do over the next year. The disco bis biscuits. Let me just try that again. The disco biscuits. Okay. You ever heard of them? No. Uh, they're a transfusion jam band from Philadelphia. Oh my! They have performed Waltz of the Flowers and Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy on multiple occasions. Okay. Uh, let's see if there's anything else of interest on this. In two thousand nine, the Pet Shop Boys (laughs) used a melody from March for one of their tracks all over the world. So they didn't really do it. That that got me all excited. Oh.
1: But still, we can listen to that. Yeah,
0: it'd be interesting to see if there was a
1: what the Pet Shop Boys did
0: about (laughs) the Nightcracker. Night in two thousand fourteen, Pentatonics released an a cappella arrangement of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies.
1: Okay.
0: On that's Christmas to me.
1: I feel like we So we do have that one. Yeah.
0: And that could be another reason why I'm thinking, oh, I'm familiar with this song. <laughs> and then in 2018, Pentatonix released an a cappella arrangement of Waltz of the Flowers. Okay. So, 2019, wow. Madonna sampled a portion of the song Dark Ballet for her Madame X album.
1: Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> that That's really all that's of noteworthy on this particular list but, but don't think. you
1: think that gives us a better sense of how important this ballet is that madonna and pet shop boys and
0: disco biscuits yeah duke ellington
1: they well yeah duke ellington come on i gotta hear that i think that that is really going to speak to the longevity the importance the cultural importance of the play that i i think that's really that's that says something i would like to believe tchaikovsky would be very pleased I hope. <laughs> let's hope let's hope
0: maybe maybe Beethoven can roll over and ask him uh, do, do you like that sh- because well right done. before we started we listened to Chuck Berry's roll over Beethoven yeah very people don't know done. that because that's that's behind the scenes information
1: which we do a little bit of work beforehand we sometimes. do sometimes <laughs> we do uh,
0: well do you have anything else that you'd like to add about the Nutcracker before we wrap up day five or the fifth day is the technical name the fifth day of Front Porchmas?
1: I do not, but I will just say that uh, it is uh, a beautiful play, or not play. Well, I guess it is ballet. That uh, if you have the opportunity, if you're so inclined, you should go find it and watch it for yourself.
0: And if you've already seen it, yeah. And if you've been to Moscow to watch it in <laughs> yes. the original Moscow ballet
1: <laughs> with the original, with the original cast,
0: <laughs> uh, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But no. if yeah, if you've already seen it yeah. performed live. Uh, let us know we would love to hear about that once you tell them how they can let us know
1: check us out on instagram we are the front porch sessions podcast on instagram there you can give us a follow you can check out our stories and our feed but more importantly to this conversation you can communicate with us through a direct message again we are the front porch session podcast on instagram
0: and i would like to personally thank you for sharing with us a little bit about the history of the Nutcracker.
1: Thanks for giving me an opportunity to speak.
0: This, like, combines several of your loves of life. Me. Oh, yes. History. Uh-huh. Podcasting. Yes. Listeners. Porches.
1: <laughs> All amazing. Yes. All my favorites. I thought we can't have more than one favorite.
0: You cannot have more than one favorite, but those are different categories. Oh, so I maybe. see. Maybe. Okay. It combines a lot of things that you like in life. You'll allow it. I will allow it. Change approved.
1: There we go. I love it. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, we will be back with you on the morrow with the sixth day of Christmas. Thanks for listening, guys. And until then, I've been Billy.
1: And I've been Christy.
0: And we'll see you tomorrow. See ya.